Hello all, welcome to the Literacy Spire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 450, and today we'll be talking about watching and dreaming again, from the Owl House. I'm GC13. I'm Soren. And I'm David. Can you believe 4chan didn't like this? I mean, 4chan, not like a good thing? There's discourse <laughs> about the Owl House on 4chan. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, they actually talk about it. Remember, this is the same place that introduced me to Amphibia as that thing that is so much better than Infinity Train, so. Wow, I'm surprised that they have good taste. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, broken clock, etc. I guess yeah. we have uh, some things still to talk about, don't we? <laughs> From yeah. the oh, second yeah. part of this episode. Yeah, where we left off, I believe, was the beginning of the climax of the special. So Luz comes back from the dead with a new Titan form. Too bad she didn't get to keep that form. That would have been an yeah. interesting, like, oh, you'll come back, but you won't come back the same person. Yeah, I was kind of wondering that for a while. That would have fit thematically as well, actually. Because, you know, yeah. the Boiling Isles really changed Luz, just not... Okay, actually, she did change physically. Like, ooh, she is wearing those months. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It would be interesting because, you know, Bellos possessing people leaves behind scars. Mm -hmm. But I guess that's because he's, you know, it's a very traumatic experience to be possessed by Bellos. So I wonder, since Luz accepted Papa Titan's power willingly she wasn't going to have any permanent changes when he was done. I don't think Amity would have minded. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't think Luce would have minded either. No. But what was cool is they had, like, black and purple gooey magic, which was really cool. Um, more of that, like, subversion of your typical visual themes. So, like, the good magic is actually all dark and spooky. And then we got a throwback to Ida teaching Luce how to cast a light spell for the very first time. And she says the same things. Ida finally taught her how to cast a spell like a witch. Exactly. For now. Then they have, they, they fly all the way up to the finger of the Titan. And that's how we get that aerial view. And then they have another throwback where they're saying magic comes from the heart. That was fun. They break into the heart chamber in the palace chamber, where poor Rain is whistling away, extremely blind because their glasses fell off. And as they get pulled out by Ida, uh, Ida gives some forehead kisses. Ida's been just giving kisses the whole, <laughs> the whole finale. It's so sweet. She's just so happy to be seeing her people. So I enjoyed that. She's back to her crew now. Exactly. Um, and then they all take on the heart heart bellows and loose finally for the first time is able to come up with a cool you know like one or two liner in the moment with perfect timing well she ripped it all off yes but it combined together she thought of what to say and then said it yes do not underestimate me bellows for i am the good witch loose child of the human realm student of the demon realm and warrior of peace and then, of course, now eat this sucker. <laughs> now, as the wrestling fan, I, I like to look at what she did as a release belly to belly suplex, which normally you're not going to finish a match with that. But 
in real life, people's collarbones aren't just like open and available for you to wrap your hands around. <laughs> yeah, I did like how she just defeated him by Ripped just him. gripping onto his horrifying yeah, rib cage slash collarbone and uh, just pulling. That's, you know, just sheer force of will, which is kind of awesome. No trickety tricks, you know, like Bellows is truly defeated in this episode with just good old fashioned force. Mm, yep. <laughs> I mean, if Miko had been there with her uh, gem dagger that she got, um, Bellows would have been defeated in a much more gruesome manner there. And the 10 people who watched Glitch Text with us understood that. <laughs> hmm. Well, let's just put it this way. It's a little bit like a wrist blade from Assassin's Creed, except bigger and shinier. Would have brought a little bit of flair to the execution. <laughs> yeah, if they just straight up stabbed him, that'd be pretty ironic, considering that's how he took out Caleb. He gets stabbed again. He could stab others, but could not stop from being stabbed himself. Yes. Ironic. A after he is ripped out, the Titan gets a crown, which I think is very sweet, considering the descendant of the Boiling Isles is king, the king of demons. So now he has an actual crown. Throwback to the very first episode. They have to, they, the Boiling Isles has to develop an elected monarchy, and king has to be elected king. Yes, and we also see the Collector gaining some more friends, which was very sweet, because they saw him trying to uh, hold up the archives. And then we get Philip's last-ditch effort to <laughs> mansplain, manipulate, and manslaughter his way out of getting killed. <laughs> um, I still think getting shaken to death Shaken to death in a jar would have been funnier, but getting stomped to death is pretty good. Yeah, I, I just love Luz just stands there while they, the three of them stomp him out. <laughs> it was really sad watching him try that. Oh, it was it was all dark magic. You you freed me, and it's like, oh, Philip, just die with a little dignity, why don't you? Yeah, Jesus, uh, the <laughs> that it was just so pathetic, and I loved how they didn't even come close to falling for it. Like, enough is enough. Yeah. What could she have even done for him, honestly? Like, would he just take over her body? Like, what? what's even the end game there? I don't know. I think he was a desperate man, using desperate strategies. <laughs> yeah, you, you have to not get killed before you can formulate a plan. <laughs> right, yes. yeah. Um, we also see, and I want to make sure that nobody glosses over the little scene we got of a hoodie being ah, uh, yes. unpuppeted. With just the gorgeous eyelashes <laughs> blinking, giving us one last time to be kind of freaked out by him. Well, I mean, the others weren't so excited about the way he uh, <laughs> hugged Lilith. They exactly. thought that was disturbing. Well, Camilla definitely didn't like it, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's seen a lot today, so this yeah, can't be that geez. weird. And then we get, uh, like, um, a pre-epilogue epilogue where we learn what happens that day how like some of the other coven heads thought about taking the throne but were threatened not to which is interesting because it's unclear who takes over leadership of the aisles like who's rebuilding roads and running hospitals and managing a massive refugee crisis i bet <laughs> you have an entire arm that is now uninhabitable so yeah and i mean obviously like they figured it out because, like, Ida probably took over education. I bet Lilith was, like, infrastructure. Like, I think some of the original coven setup probably persisted just so they have, like, an 
incident command to, you know, divvy up duties and work. Especially, like, the healing in the building covens or something. Yeah, the construction coven would have been quite handy. Oh, yeah, and the, they had the scene with all the Emperor's Coven scouts, like, taking off their helmets. Why was one blue? Have we seen a blue Emperor's Coven scout before? Um, this was discussed on Twitter, apparently, during the Day of Unity celebration. Certain coven scouts were wearing other colors to support that other coven. So this is just the uniform they were wearing on the Day of Unity. They're still an ordinary Emperor's Coven scout. But Interesting. this person just either felt a particular affinity for the plant coven, or they were just ordered, you're supporting the plant boys today. Weren't they blue? Or was it green? I thought it was green. I don't remember. And then we get the epilogue. Particular. The whole epilogue, which was apparently cut on some of the airings on TV for time, which is a shame. And then, of course, everybody gets... So it skips four years in the future, so Luce goes from 14 to 18. And everyone gets ink. Yeah! Yes, everybody gets <laughs> matching flapjack tattoos. Yeah, no one... no one. Well, except for Mytholomew, you know, he gets some facial hair, which mm -hmm. is always a passage of time. But yeah, I love that it's just tattoos and uh, uh, way cooler outfits. Like, honestly. Yes. Luce's design... Her t-shirt, the purple and white t-shirt, was the same one in the beta designs and also in the pilot. That purple and white striped t-shirt. Also, her eyeliner is, like, darker and longer and resembles the eyeliner she had in her Titan form. Oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah, and um, Hunter's flapjack tattoo is over his sigil. Rain's hmm. cape is amazing <laughs> because it's also, like, a... Uh... It's got the folds of a blazer. Also, I guess now Lily's also always in a harpy form? No, she mark? can channel or no, it. she transforms. She transforms into it. Okay. Yes, so she can transform into her harpy form. But yeah, a lot of their designs changed in like cute little ways. Like Hunter's scars on his arms receded. Because I was looking, I saw where his tattoo was and I was like, oh, does that cover his sigil? And um... The scars on his arms are, like, much... They almost, like, went up mm -hmm. into his sleeves. Also, yeah, speaking of sigils, it's a very Steven universe that we, you know, get the technology discovered to Yeah, remove to remove them. The, yep. Yeah, so that's cool. And the first person we saw ever get one is the first person we see getting it removed. Oh, really? That's cool. Yep, that was the same guy from Convention. Where Ida's like, watch closely, now he'll only ever be able to cast illusion magic. Oh man, that's that's pretty cool. Um, and then Darius and Alador have a cute little moment. <laughs> <laughs> like, what a enemies to They're, uh, whatever. You know, like bros do. Sure, of course. <laughs> Best friends. <laughs> Hold and caress your bros. The creators of Glitch Text would be so disappointed. They, they, they were all about physical affection needs to be more common, so we're going to show that in our uh, show. And it just means yes. friends. But not in the <laughs> Owl House. Oh yeah, of course. Ida's got a super cool design. She has her long hair in a ponytail. She has a pirate hook, a huge pirate hook. <laughs> A, like, university scarf, and then she has this, like, almost Fire Nation robe that's just so awesome. 
as her like headmaster, headmistress uniform. I wonder how they got her elbow back for that hook. I wonder how they're gonna grade people on snow tasting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's I could definitely see Ida butting heads with a lot of school administrators because her style of teaching is not necessarily conducive to bureaucracy. It's the only it's the only school where you don't get grades. There's just a final exam. Can you cast spells? Yeah, maybe that's how Luce is able to major in everything because like, girl, take it from me. You do not want to overload yourself with units on your first <laughs> semester at college. Like, that is the fastest track to crashing and burning. But I support her. And if it's an Ida-run school, you know, maybe they're much more accommodating to the undecisive. They, uh, they got a soft spot for the weird ones. Exactly. And I mean, a lot can be said about universities and high schools expecting you to pick a major at 17 and then punishing mm -hmm. you for changing it rough so maybe they don't have that maybe loose is in the absolute best college she needs to be although i don't know why she needed to graduate from human school first from human high school i don't know if those units are going to transfer over to wild witch magic <laughs> that's such a like disney touch almost i'm sure it wasn't but just the idea that like and then they finished their regular school first <laughs> <laughs> stay in school kids i mean it makes sense you have to finish school before you can go to college but why didn't she just graduate from hexide it's still there well because at the time she didn't have her glyph magic it wasn't until mm. uh, she comes in there that she realized oh wait we do have glyphs that we can learn again but she's majoring in ancient glyphs and combos before she goes into the demon demon realm she majors in Ancient Glyphs and Combos, Boiling Isles History, Boiling Biology, Thaumaturgy, Abomination Engineering, Curses 101, and etc. <laughs> I love that there's an etc. And it's, yeah, it's like a category and it's checked off. I think maybe the school, just being so new, only has those like one, two, three, four, five, six pathways. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, obviously she was going to get accepted after applying. I don't know, Luz, this is a very exclusive school. What makes you think I can let you in? <laughs> um, I literally saved the Boiling Isles and you, Ida. Yeah, how is she able to take... I guess with Hexide, you need to fulfill a magic casting requirement. But with Wild Witch... Or what was it called? University of Wild Magic? Yeah. You don't? I guess it's more about knowing the knowledge than performing the, the magic itself. Let's see. We also see that V, V graduated human high school. Very happy for her. Yes. Well, she, she just keeps her form that uh, she took for season three, which is good. Um, Luz needs her life back. Although I guess she doesn't, theoretically, Luz is going to be spending a lot more time in the demon realm. So I think V's probably happier being herself, though. Yeah, I think V definitely chose the human realm. And wants to stick with it. Although there are basilisks uh, surviving after, after yeah, we the see defeat them, of Belos. Mm -hmm. We see them in the university right before Ida pops through the door. So what did you guys think of at New Hexide, though? Bump has retired from principaling and decided to become a gardener. Why is it always gardener that guys become? Is he retired, though? Or is he, like, taking some me time? 
I don't know. It looks like the reins had been passed. Wasn't it the illusion homeroom teacher who had become the new principal? I don't know. I'm just getting flashbacks to Undertale, where uh, the king became the gardener. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see. They're at Hexide. No, they're at the library. So another thing is that Lilith and Hootie take over the library. Hootie becomes the library curator, the museum curator, and they have like a whole bunch of departments, I guess, wings planned. They have a, a an exhibit for glyphs, student exhibits, a hall for Titan research, and then one that's cut off that says like discover with blank. So I'm not entirely sure what that's for. Hmm. And we also see Kiki Mora helping with the library construction. <laughs> yes, Kiki got finally got out of jail. She got her <laughs> community service as yeah. uh as the fan comic showed. I'm very excited. I wish I could see what's inside that museum. Well, we can only hope that Disney is now desperately contacting Dana, saying, Dana, please, you have to come back. (laughs) Once a formal apology. (sighs) So, wait, who... The headmaster... So, Barkus becomes a... Oh, I see. The illusion professor, the, like, really big... Yeah, the homeroom teacher. Yes, she has that sash. So, I guess that means she's the headmaster now? Because we see her put an arm on the shoulder of a student walking in who suspiciously looks like uh, how Dana Terrace draws herself. So that's cute. A little, like, cameo of the show creator. Oh, she has two characters now. Okay. Getting a little greedy. (laughs) Uh, I mean, that's nothing compared to, like, Alex Hirsch. (laughs) (laughs) And then also, Luce's graduation is, uh, has Dana Terrace's signature on it as another little a little not a little cameo okay now it's now this is getting out of hand i don't even know like it's interesting reading uh i don't know if it was from the invaders m art book or if i was just like some interview with uh vasquez about invaders m but basically people on the invaders m crew would just like draw vasquez in there like it wasn't him you know it was just the crew wanting to reference him and like <laughs> put other people in too, right? From the animators and whatever. So like, it could very well be that like it's not that Dana's just trying to, you know, put all these references <laughs> there. You know, you okay, never know. Okay. Like, it might not be completely egotistical, uh, but if it is, you know, it's deserved. their show. <laughs> deserved. Go off. I mean, what like. In Avatar, they designed a bunch of characters after each other and others in the studio. Like, Aang's adult form was inspired by <laughs> one of the showrunners. Yeah, that that always kills me. Yeah, I think that's the... Is that the Mike of Mike and Brian? Yes. No. Brian. I had no, a half Mike. chance You're at right. being right. You're right, it is Mike. It's, no, it's yeah, Mike it's definitely is, Mike. Mike is yeah. the bald one with the beard, and yes. then... Brian is the skinny one. With no beard. <laughs> with no beard. Sometimes he has a beard. Come on, you guys know I love the crew cameos in Steven Universe too much to be seriously upset. <laughs> well, they're no, those aren't even cameos. I mean, Ian Jones Cordy is an actual character in Beach City. Like, <laughs> with with yes. an arc, practically. A background. And arc. he gets... <laughs> does not like Wakola one bit. Nope. <laughs> And then, of course, we see Amity, all grown up. She's, she looks great, but 
Is she like an adventurer, a cartographer, a pirate? I don't know. I I love that her airship is a direct reference to that time Luz uh, redecorated the face of the Abomination Butler. Yes, and she made them all happy with cat ears. Hey, did anyone come by today? And then she sees the face. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, and I love Amity's like long undercut and her like adventure outfit that looks just very good. Willow slimmed down, much more athletic build now. Yeah, we've talked about Rain, who has their fox palisman. Yes, Rain got a new palisman. Uh, well, and so did Hunter, right? Yeah, Hunter has a new blue blue jay. Yes, the uh, the creators said that the cardinal's name is Waffle, and she's a little sister to Flapjack, oh, which is wow. adorable. And we see him handing a axolotl palisman to Braxis the and Wrath the mouth demons. <laughs> And Braxis has uh, braces, which is adorable. Yay. And it would it would suck if your whole head is like a mouth with teeth, and then you have crooked teeth. Mm. It's how the Titan made you. Yes. Uh, Ed, Amity's older brother, Gus, and that Galderstone guardian became like teachers and professors. Apparently they have a human-demon exchange program, but there's no other humans there. So I wonder if Luce is just the first one. <laughs> yeah. And what, you know, demons and witches have gone to the human realm, except for V. Yeah. And then we get our King Growth Spurt, which I have been <laughs> wanting since, you know, the beginning of the season. He gets, you know, a little taller, a little scruffier. He's got a star sticker over the crack in his skull. All just adorable. His his uh, collar now says Casey, King Clawthorn. That'd be cute yep. if they, he kind of gets called Casey as like a nickname, because that's a pretty cool... Pretty cool nickname for him. And then, of course, our very final bye. What I just love so much is they get the door back and they uh, they explain the door by obviously the collector magic the one up before he left. And it's like, oh, they, they don't have to do anything other than, I mean, even if it hadn't been for the voice, you would have known just from the design of it. But they added in the voice just so you knew. Yeah, to make sure you're not, you know, missing anything. Also, it's kind of fun having the Collector welcome you to the Boiling Isle, so it's probably a lot less fun the 20th or 30th time. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe he knows when it's a new, or like a, uh, you haven't been there in a while. It's, I wonder if there's an archivist for like, every realm and planet, or whatever. Is there an archivist for Earth, for human Earth? Like, do they have, hmm. are you telling me that there is somebody who has the ability to produce a thylacine? for earth because they're they're like holding on to all the animals and all the life right they're archiving so they had got they gotta have like some velociraptor some archaeopteryx some something right uh dimetrodon like get get me i want to see some extinct animals it's their whole job there's a lot you could do right like they have the whole human realm to play with still if they want to do more of this show like now that the demon realms chill with like there's the human realm. We've known it exists. NBD. Yeah, we could go there anytime. Also, we know about all of the possible cosmic horrors that exist. We know about the, the collectors in the sky. No problem. It's like, let's just transition the humans to do the same thing, right? Demons can handle it. Let's just check out wh what the you know consequences would be in the human realm. I don't know if maybe that would even happen with Gus's program. Like, how are they even going to find humans? Is it just going to be like, Internet message boards. Uh, yeah, like, I, I don't understand. They're just going to go into a high school and be like, these kids look uh, 
safe. They look trustable. You know, maybe they won't tell the government or something. I don't know. No, you start out with a YouTube channel where it's basically you just do it completely. You play it completely straight. Like, hey, this is YouTube channel educating you about the boiling aisles. And then uh, most people be like, oh, man, really good special effects. Very interesting writing, too. Not what I would have gone with. And then eventually you, you just say, oh, no, no, this is this is actually real. And then eventually people are like, hey, man, can I see it? Oh, yeah, come here. And like, maybe they believe you or maybe they just think they're going to get a studio tour or something. But boy, do they get a studio tour if that's what they thought they were getting. Yeah, I wonder if um they're going to have to set up a Boiling Isles Customs. And, and there's a whole other planet. <laughs> there's also the rest of the planet, yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, they do have airships, so if the witches don't like sailing the seas, maybe they like riding the skies. Yeah, I just hope the Earth capitalists don't get wind of the demon realm and make it terrible like they have everything else. <laughs> I don't think that there are very many saleable products in the demon realm. Most of it seems calculated to kill you, but like, not in an efficient industrial way like we like our killing to be done. <laughs> I mean, Bellos just by his lonesome and no modern technology, was able to imperialize the Boiling Isles. Yeah, he basically went in there and he gave them the Bruce Campbell treatment. He evil-deaded them. Yeah, because unfortunately the, the Quakers and their descendants won, so their values still persist in our modern world. And Whatever happens, we have got the Maxim gun, and they have not. That's true. The Demon Realm... I guess they would probably wait until they're, like, rebuilt before, you know, offering an open hand to any and all humans who may want to visit. That would make sense, because they did mention that Lou spent three years rebuilding, which is hard to do while you're also, you know, going through high school. <laughs> One year longer than it took Steven to unite the entire gemdom <laughs> across the universe, by the way. So, congratulations to, uh, to Steven. Well, to be fair, they were already a unitary state. He just had to crush holdouts. Yeah, and I mean, the diamonds were probably a pretty significant asset. They had some really good technology. Yeah, faster communication. But also, the Boiling Isles is like the size of, you know, one skeleton. So, yeah. <laughs> a big skeleton. <laughs> I mean, a big skeleton. let's put it this way. It's, it's probably somewhere in between a Luxembourg and uh, Lithuania. As far as size. Yeah. Like, it's definitely not bigger than the three Baltics put together. Actually, we could definitely, somebody could definitely do the math, because now that we have the space shot, and there's like a little bit of curvature in no, that space they shot. Can't, no, that is not a hard science, because just the lens of your camera can massively warp the apparent curvature of the Earth. Generally, the height at which you can see the curvature of the Earth is also inconsistent because it starts off very, very subtle. And if you don't have like a full 360, I did um, an essay about this because a book had them. Anyway, uh, <laughs> they would need to be at like airliner or higher, which I don't think they're at because that's like 30,000 feet and you would have to have. But they just they did have a full 360 view. But anyway, in the Aragon books, they kind of get to see the curvature of the earth it's like a big point and a few years ago i did like a calculation to see how far up they would have to be to see it and it's actually incredibly inconsistent because lenses often exaggerate the curvature of the horizon and it's kind of it starts off very 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 subtle and if you're in a plane 
uh, your field of view isn't big enough to see it. That's actually pretty interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I figure it's probably an Earth-sized planet since it has Earth-sized gravity. More or less. Luce falls from some pretty impressive heights and just brushes it off. Right. I mean, there could be a consistent system of physics happening here. Maybe she's just eating a lot of Wheaties. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's a lot to consider with fictional worlds. It's like, I mean, if this is the demon realm, it could even have a different system of physics. I mean, things seem to operate the same, but there is also, like, magic, so that's got to throw. But then again, the magic also can work in the human realm, so I guess laws of physics be damned. Let's see. Uh, What else do I have in my notes for these guys? I mean, that arm obviously is being held magically in place. Like, that does not look particularly stable. (laughs) <laughs> but they start they built buildings on it that's some rigor mortis right there <laughs> on a skeleton which is very impressive yeah just uh, just with the bones <laughs> yeah thousands of years of rigor mortis yeah they but they built like structures there so obviously it's like somewhat habitable that they could build stuff like on the arm and on the hand that high up well they do have airships that's true now what we need is the world's um longest elevator well, no, I was thinking a uh, steepest gondola. <laughs> I think at one point it just becomes an elevator. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 it's not an elevator. Elevators go 90 degrees. This goes 89. I don't think elevators have to go. Maybe the world's steepest escalator. Hmm. Which would be very funny. <laughs> <laughs> just having to stand there in the escalator that's like almost at 90 degrees so you're on an extremely narrow step holding on to that little rail and just like slowly crawling up that's basically one of those buckets that gets filled up with like gravel and stuff when they're excavating yeah so one of those but for people and you're going great and you have to stand up you can't sit down oh that's not very accessible we'll have we'll have a wheelchair ramp down the side (laughs) then just put in a gondola Okay, that was my first idea. You didn't like the gondola. You said it has to be an elevator. elevator. There's no class to an elevator. How is there not class to an elevator? Especially if someone like uh, has to manually like pull it themselves. That's kind of bougie, right? No. Maybe it's like a chairlift, like a ski lift. <laughs> Ooh, I'll bet the skiing is really good up there. They get some oh, geez, good uh, the quadruple black diamond. Nice cold weather. <laughs> wow. Yeah, as you're like skating on a near 90 degree drop down the ulna i bet it'll look great as you like go around the little flags in the boiling isles olympics that's okay viney will have uh, a team of trained griffins patrolling the patrolling the area for uh, fallers to catch them yep they just all have parachutes i feel like that would be a good investment the, the absolute best base jumping spot in the world is that hand ooh they can yes. get so much tourism. Is there any other burning question you wish that, well, that was maybe like hinted at here or that you were reminded of here? I, I remember like the door. I've just had to let go, you know, we'll never know where things yeah. like the original yeah. door came from, you know? Now there's a new one. Okay. Yeah, the original door would have been great to learn about. I wonder if it tied into, they mentioned uh, wanting to, elaborate or expand on Ida and Rain's backstory. So I wonder if they're tied together. They found the door. One found the door because of the other. Or it's explained in that flashback. That would have been great. 
I mean, they have, I just, I really, really hope they end up doing a spinoff with this show. It, they deserve it. They need to pick, they, they just pick a spot and there's, there's ground for it. Absolutely. And I mean, Luce could be the main character. They could kind of like put that on somebody else, introduce somebody new or expand on somebody who's already been in the show. The Owl House to Mytholomew's journey. Hey, if Amity is an adventurer, I'm all here for it. She, we have a, we have an airship, and we have a whole unexplored world out there. That would be awesome. That would be sick AF. Of course, Flora Desplora has to make an appearance in uh, uh once a season. <laughs> yes, because uh, Lilith literally mentioned her in her museum schematics because she wants to brag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. Her banisters made she balisters. she put in the balusters. She put in her balusters in the library. Got to pick them and I don't know, install them by hand. Got to flex, baby. Did Wardian balusters. Oh yeah. You know, we'll never we'll never fully be at peace thinking about the owl house, but I guess guess it ends here <laughs> for for now. Yeah. For now. Well, we do have a we do have a few season two episodes to cover, so we'll be back for those. Yes, that is hilariously, right. we get to go back and do that. Um, what a treat! <laughs> yeah. Anyway, guys, that's it for us on watching and dreaming the second time. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. I'm Soren, and I'm David. Leave us a comment, review, or email. Later, everybody. Bye! Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com.